Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. My name is Melissa Wallace, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am joined by the one and only Mary Baker in studio tonight. Hello, Mary. Hi, it's nice to be here on this lovely day. Yes, it's so beautiful out. What a nor'easter. What a nor'easter. How will we recover? I don't know. Oh, the tree limbs. <laughs> I don't know. The tree well, limbs. It's, I know we're joking right now, but it's just the start of it. It was supposed to start at like 3, but it, now it's like, oh, look, I was going to say it's 5.15, but it's not at 6.15 because we did not change the clock in here. So if we uh, get confused, my apologies. Oh, it's I also guess, been a day. I guess it is. Yeah. 2 a.m. snow? Till snow? Till, uh, who knows? Snow? I, I, I have no idea. You know idea. what? It's just like us to get snow on in like the first week of spring it's just like us massachusetts is it the first day oh no, no 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 when's the, the first spring is spring? next week i was con- i was confusing with daylight savings yeah so daylight savings was okay. a couple so days ago i'm still very winter. confused not to be confused with always being confused but you know whatever <laughs> um but yeah it's already been a day and now we are ending it with this lovely show <laughs> and we sort of came up with this topic but i feel like um, i think it's important we're seeing yeah, it a it's, lot more it's definitely important I think um, maybe we could be a little transparent with sort of waiving contingencies and what that sort of means and the impact. But there we go. I I let it let the cat cat out of the bag. bag. (laughs) Tonight we're going to be talking about the impact of waiving contingencies. And also, if you follow us on social media, so McNamara Broker Team or Boston Connect Real Estate, you'll see my little videos that I'm challenged to do every Tuesday and Saturday or the day before our shows to sort of give a sneak peek. Yeah, I was challenged by Sharon to do those every week. Get some interaction going. 
Yeah, it's funny because I, I think I said it on the show last week or maybe I said it, I don't know, to somebody at some point in my life that I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem doing the show because it's like, it's our show. Like, I never get nervous doing yeah. the show even though we're live and, you know, people can be like, okay, what's her problem <laughs> type of thing. But whenever I call into the studio in the morning and talk to Rob, like, I get so nervous. <laughs> oh, see, I'm the opposite. Uh, when, oh. I call, when I call Rob, well, I'm like, be- hey, what's up? Because Rob you? was your client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Like I I've known into... him for so long. He's just like that friendly radio voice that I talk to all the time. So I'm like, oh, you're talking to me this time. I know. Well, that's that's how I feel, but like sort of opposite, you if think... that makes sense. I get nervous because I'm like, oh, it's Rob's show. Like I have to be like professional. You know, it's the morning. First <laughs> off, morning I mean, show. we we are on Tuesday nights, and you know things Everybody can get pretty rowdy. Just to be a little bit slappy. Yeah. Things can get a little rowdy on a Tuesday night uh, or Saturday at 10, <laughs> Saturday morning at 10. Um, yeah, but I, when I call in to, and talk to Rob, I'm always like, oh, I have to be like professional. I'm calling into Rob's show. But if Rob called into our show, you know, we'd we'd be fine with him just, you know, hanging out, hanging out with us. But um we One will know. We will note that Sharon is not here with us tonight, uh, but she might be listening. She might not be. But say hi, Sharon. Hi, hi Sharon. Hi. Um, I'm gonna get us all hooked up on Facebook. So why don't you sort of give a little introduction of cool, our? Cool, um, cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, so we wanted to talk about waiving um, contingencies tonight because we are entering that tougher well so i don't think we ever really left it um but in recent shows or or the past several months we've been talking about how buyers are definitely seeing themselves in a more competitive or or having a little bit more um of the driver's seat role i guess in multiple offer situations or even in offer situations right and then over the past several weeks it's been pretty prevalent that um buyers are kind of out and um in full force they're they're out they're in full force they're ready to compete they're ready to go i mean of course we're talking about different demographics and different price ranges across the board but we are definitely feeling as if that spring market push that we had thought you know maybe um usually comes a little bit earlier in the year i felt as if in 2023 um we're just starting to see it over the past couple of weeks probably end of february into march um whereas in previous years we would have said like february is where we really started to feel it but we're um we're full full swing in to a spring market in my opinion right now so with that comes a lot of offers Mm-hmm. comes a lot of strategy with your offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that a buyer will say that they can control outside of price, because, right, sometimes your price point is dictated as to what it is. You know, there's not too much flexibility there. Um, the f- next thing that you have the most control over are your contingencies. So that's where we get into waiving of contingencies and what it means when when you're waiving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, yes, I agree to it being in full force, the spring market. Mm -hmm. However, there's still no inventory. So I feel like we're in the spring market because we're back to multiple offers. You're 100% right. Um, And, you know, it just, it's so wild to me. And I honestly, I can't wait to do a show 
after I close on a house so I can give my full perspective of what it's like to be a buyer in this market. Um, I know that we can talk about buyers all day long, um, but when you are one, it can be pretty emotional. Emotional, yeah. and um, and Mary knows that I've been. <laughs> It's a roller coaster. I've been a little emotional the past few days, um, and, and emotional through my through my journey itself. But I'm trying not to give up. I won't give up because you that's won't give the, up. the goal is to um, have a house. But um, I just I can't wait to have that show and just sort of give my perspective. And, and it's like a, a buyer's tell all. Yeah, a buyer's <laughs> tell all. It might have to be like after hours dark because I might swear a little bit and we can't do that on WATT. <laughs> it might have to be just a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, do a little video. But in the end, it'll it'll all be worth it. Um, but yeah, so you know, going back to waiving contingencies, it, it just I, I think um, you know you you don't really know as a buyer, you don't really know what you are sort of I don't know capable of doing or willing to do until you are right there and there's something right in front of you. Well, so so let's talk about just a contingency real quick. So I'll say, and um, this is just my easy way of explaining what a contingency is within an offer. Any contingency in an offer is a, you can essentially look at it to protect. It's in there um, and its terms to protect either party. Most oftentimes, the buyer. So, for instance, your home inspection contingency that is there to protect the buyer and the buyer's deposit. Your mortgage contingency that is there to protect the buyer and the buyer's deposit. Um, you can go appraisal contingency that is there to protect the buyer and the buyer's deposit you know we can mm-hmm. we can have seller contingencies as well so whatever contingency you're putting within the offer it's just that that term contingency is um a, a phrase or information to protect either party mm-hmm. um, depending on how it's written so why do people start waiving that mm-hmm. to offer themselves less protections to offer themselves less outs of the contract to make their contract more and more secure. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I said where I was saying earlier, when you can't control, you're, you're putting in your best best possible price point mm-hmm. and you can't control anything else about the offer, mm-hmm. you always have control over your contingencies, depending on how risk averse you're going to be, mm-hmm. right? Because you're, you're smirking at me. Well, because I, so, you know, you're going to if we did like a little mashup of every um, show that I've ever done, you'd hear me say, never waive your home inspection. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're back to times Mm -hmm. where what you just said... It's okay, Mary, you can say it. What you just said, though, (laughs) is you don't know what you're going to do until you're in it, Mm -hmm. right? And there is a house, particularly, and if you're listening to your agents and you're listening to the professional advice that you're seeking out, there is a house where an agent's going to come up to you and say, hey... If you're ever going to waive a home inspection or if you were ever going to do this or how experienced of a home buyer are you that you would be willing to take this on, um, maybe this is the house where you could get away with waiving your home inspection and not have it be that severely detrimental down the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are in your mind when you're talking about waiving a home inspection as a contingency entirely? Like you as a buyer, what do you look at and say, okay, well, what's the worst possible thing that could happen to me here? Mm-hmm. Should I should, should sure. I reveal my, my thing? Okay, so let's talk, I let's think talk we, real stuff. I think we're talking about uh, waiving this contingency in particular because um, I 
uh, have been very um, vocal on this show about saying, you know, we would never advise this. Um, you know, and I have said I, if I was purchasing a home, I would never waive my um, home inspection contingency. The first offer that I did have accepted, um, you know, and I talked about this, I, I did do a home inspection. Um, but uh, over the weekend, or actually today, I put in an offer on a property that I um, waived my inspection contingency. And that was because this particular property had a lot of um, things that had been updated in the past few years. Mm -hmm. um, I also had one, two, three, three additional real estate agents with me. Uh, yeah. Four, three, technically. Four? Well, technically four, yeah. Um, so I had Sharon, Mary, uh, Kristen Howlett, who's been on the show many times, um, and Mark McNamara come <laughs> to uh, a showing that I had over the weekend. Um, I actually had two scheduled showings, two private showings. Um, so I hung out there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and, really got um, comfortable. Yeah, we had Mark McNamara come in just to sort of have a a glance over just to make sure that everything sort of seemed good and I felt very comfortable um, waving that and I never thought that I would but I was presented with an opportunity that I um, you know wanted to make my offer as strong as I possibly could ultimately my offer did not get accepted they received uh 30. 30 offers on this property, uh, which shows that there's not a lot of inventory out there. Um, I think that all of my terms were competitive, um, but it did come down to my number. Um, I, I felt like I put where I came in at was the value of the house. Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just going to be me after the closing. And I have to be the one to, you know, make the payment every month. Mm -hmm. So if I can't feasibly do it, if I can't afford it, I'm not going to do it. And that's just how I think. Um, so, you know, congratulations to that buyer who got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt as though I was, I was comfortable with waiving my inspection contingency because, you know, we had five people there. So myself and four additional real estate agents standing there trying to come up with things that maybe a home inspector would come up with and, you know, little things here and there, but the big ticket items that I've talked about on the show before, you know, all of the mechanicals and the roof and septic and everything, those were all in working order and those had all been replaced within the past few years and I felt comfortable, you know, sort of moving forward. Um, but I will be honest, there was a there was a moment when I was in the house where I thought, I had like a little brief thing of panic, like, okay, maybe this isn't, like, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be because it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. But I had to remind myself that I'm, I'm just starting this journey, yeah. um, this homeowner journey. And I, I'm not looking for my forever home. I'm looking for my sort of first chapter yeah. and something that I can grow in and sort of move into the next part of my life in. And I just need a place to start. And that's important, an important perspective to maintain, right? So it's all about... It's all about perspective, yeah. as you've heard me say many times. It's all time about on the, perspective. On the show. Um, but yeah, I, I felt um, comfortable waving my um my inspection contingency but um you know i guess my question for you is had it had i moved forward and gotten my offer accepted and everything and what could have been the impacts of me waiving that like what could have happened where i could have been like oh gosh i should have done my home inspection mm -hmm. 
So the true so the true impacts for a home inspection waiver are not as significant as as you as you get further and further down the road. But it's two it's twofold, right? So we really assessed this property and felt as if it was a property that um, was well taken care of enough that waiving your inspection contingency would not be severely detrimental to you in the future. So we're not really mm-hmm. even thinking about your deposit mm-hmm. at this point because you are you're putting a deposit down when, once your offer gets accepted, whether that be a thousand dollars, two thousand, or five thousand dollars. So once that offer is accepted, that deposit is handed over to the listing company, and you don't get it back <laughs> unless you um, ask for a release within your contractual period of time. Yeah. So if you have no home inspection, there's no contractual period to adhere to, ergo your deposit is not fully protected. There are other ways to protect it, but just for this scenario, home inspection contingency, if that's waived, potentially if you say to me the very next day, so you say to me tomorrow, you know what, I was driving by last night and the neighbors were crazy. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they were going to be this crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to move forward. If we've already handed over that check, we have no yeah. we have no real legal um, ability to be able to get out of that contract mm-hmm. um, and uh, protect your deposit. So if it's $1,000, you might be out $1,000. If it's $5,000, it's, you might be out $5,000. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, and then more severely, in my opinion, that would probably be like the best case scenario yeah. um, for a buyer if they decided, you know, we waived home inspection, it got accepted, and then they ju- they decided, um, you know, they they didn't feel comfortable moving forward for one reason or another before we got to purchase and sale. I'd rather know in that period. Um, Say it's, you know, you went down to... And sometimes with these competitive offer situations, things are moving very, very quickly. So in this particular scenario, we had significant amount of time in between seeing the house and putting the offer in. But imagine you saw the house on Monday and you had to make an offer by like say you saw it Monday evening and you had to make your offer by today mm-hmm. and you didn't have time to do certain research well what if we found out you know that um, there was a significant amount of water of water in the basement right. through like an insurance claim yeah and you found that out and you found out that there, there was a history of water that wasn't either maybe it was not disclosed or for whatever reason just using that as a scenario you found out that there was some type of major structural health or safety type of concern with the house. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't find that out until after you signed your purchase right. and sales agreement. Yeah. That's the worst scenario. Mm-hmm. Because now, not only... So, so you, you waived your home inspection, you moved on to purchase and sales agreement, you gave another deposit when you moved on to purchase and sale, which is a more significant amount of yeah. money. And now we found out that there's something potentially detrimental that nobody was aware of. You know, the yeah. seller wasn't aware, the listing agent wasn't aware... Um, some type of structural defect that for some reason is blindsiding the whole entire party, you as the buyer have no kind of wiggle room to get yourself out of this situation and be like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. maybe I would have known this if I had a home inspection, but I didn't have a home inspection. Right. And, you know, sort of to put myself on blast, I had a pretty, in my opinion, significant um, tight, timeline um, mm-hmm. when it came to closing. So, you know, I I wouldn't have given myself enough time to sort of back out. I was sort of to make my offer balls look to the a wall. little bit... That? Balls to the wall? I think you can say balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It might be on the... Pedal to the metal. It might be on the... Uh, uh, no, I we don't were, know list. We were pedaling to the metal. Pedaling to the metal. Um, 
you know, with a with a significantly short timeline to um, closing. And, you know, that was to help make my offer look more appealing. Um, uh, you know, an hour before deadline when I was <laughs> writing up the offer with Mary. Mary, you know, found out that there was 22 offers at that point, And I just felt so defeated and I just didn't even want to put in my offer. Um, but, you know, with some encouragement from you, I did you know, sort of just, you just assured me that, you know, even if it doesn't get accepted, you still have to put some skin in the game and you just have to keep, you got to play. You absolutely. You can't win if you don't play. Yeah. You absolutely never know what's going to happen in any type of real estate transaction. So is there a probability that, you know, this transaction goes through and everything is great? Absolutely there is. But is there a probability that something doesn't go well? Yeah, that could happen too. And if if your name isn't in the hat, there's no way for them to come back to us ever. So that's kind of more what it's about. You know, show your interest, then, um, you know, maybe you just never know. Yeah. And, you know, I will... I will sort of give, um, you know, a shout out to Jasmine um, from Maritime Mortgage. And, you know, she has sort of also reassured me every single time I've had a conversation with her with any interest in a property is like, she's assured me, you are there. Like, you're, you can do this. You can, you know, you know, close in a short amount of time. You, you're at the finish line. You just need, you just need to get a yes from a from a yeah. seller, um, which and, will happen. Which it will happen. Um, but, um, f- anyways, back to the waiving contingencies. I felt I was in a position where I was comfortable, and I never thought that I would be. I actually never did. Never thought you did either. I so I I will go on record. I didn't talk you into and or out no, of waving no, home no. Ins- uh, waving home inspection on this one. Um, it was I think a, a very uh, not mutual, but it was kind of like a, an unspoken thing. Like, hey, if this were if this were going to be the house, you could potentially do it here. There's ju- there's just enough going right. Yeah. Well, I had to sort of reflect and take them take a minute to sort of think on my own and be like, okay, what could possibly come up? You know. And as much as I love having a million people's opinions, it's also you got to take you know, the time to sort of have a moment by yourself. Yep. Um, because People like I said, noise. After, Even agents are noise. after closing day, you know, I'm the only person that's going to yeah. be living there. So I'm going to be left alone with my thoughts in my house that I bought, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I had to sort of think, okay, let me take another walk around. Let me, you know, take another glance around what could possibly come up. I remember you walking into the bathroom. Oh, the the vanities, <laughs> the, the vanities cracked. I'm like, of course, Mary would would see that. Like, yeah, vanities yeah. cracked, but yeah, everything else tile looks good. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Mary. I just got you know I got to do my thing. Yes, you do. If I didn't find it one thing wrong, then we know it would be a bad day for me. Um, but so that's really the ramifications of waiving your home inspection. So reasons that people are doing that is because you are trying to make your offer more competitive. When a seller doesn't see a home inspection in your offer, they know that it's one less way for you to either have remorse about the house, one um, a shorter time frame to have second thoughts. It's, it's just a more secure deal all around, mm-hmm. right? It just gets you to purchase and sale quicker, gets you committed quicker. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's valuable to a certain, to a certain seller. Yeah. Um, then going, taking it one step, f- step further. And this is always the one that 
will literally make me sweat, um, waiving your mortgage contingency. Yeah. So that that is a that is a big one. Yeah, I think I think at one point I, I sort of blacked out it for a little bit when we were at the house, but um, I, I think at one point somebody had said something like, "Oh, oh waving," that that wa- I, and I was like, "Absolutely not! Like that is a hard no." Yeah, that's a hard no. It's you know unless you're gonna fork over some cash for me, like no. I think to me, it's just the the implications of what you're doing when you're waiving a mortgage contingency, because so. There's a difference between waiving your mortgage contingency and entirely um, and having cash, right? Mm-hmm. So I have cash in hand, so this mm-hmm. is now a cash offer. So you waive your mortgage contingency. It's not, it has nothing to do with you getting a loan from a bank. And then there's another form of waiving your mortgage contingency that's, well, I'm waiving it, but I'm still applying for a loan. So it's called cash terms, right? It's not necessarily cash, but I'm so incredibly confident that I'm going to get this mortgage um, and that there's no reason that I wouldn't get this mortgage or I'm going for so little of a mortgage amount or if I can't get a mortgage, uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, rich uncle, whomever is going to come in and be able to pay for this house cash for me. That's what you're saying. Mary what, Baker, hey, will you pay, hey, will you pay I'll sell all of my assets. Um, it's... You're saying that, you know, you don't need to obtain a mortgage, essentially, even though you're going to, even though though you intend to, I don't need to do that in order to be able to close on this house. And I think, in my opinion, that can be very, very messy. So Mm -hmm. um, it it happens. It works. I've done it. um, But there's not a moment during that transaction that I am not holding my breath being like, okay, is this, you know just making sure that everything is going smoothly along the way because there's a lot more money at risk when you yeah. do that. So if you're putting a deposit down at offer, you're putting, you know, three times that amount potentially or or more at purchase and sales agreement. You know, sometimes people are putting up to $100,000. I mean, we've seen it. We've held significant, significant amounts of money um, at purchase and sales agreement. Yeah. And they're putting that money in escrow to be held by the listing company, whoever that buyer is. Um, And once you've waived those contingencies and that money has been exchanged, you're offered 10 times less protections than you would be if you had it. Is it better for the seller? Absolutely, 100%. You know, that's why people do it because they're trying where they can't compete in a number, Mm -hmm. they can compete with their contingencies. Mm So they waive those with the intention of um, making it so appealing um, and making themselves look so strong when maybe their number isn't as strong as others would be. Um, And I just, I'm literally sweating talking about it. Am I bright red? Well, you're getting red. I feel like you're allergic to me. No, I'm I'm definitely not, but I am very hot. (laughs) It is very hot in here. But uh, yeah, when, you know, when the mortgage contingency sort of gets waived and then you know what happens when they don't get approved for their loan i mean you are you're forfeiting your i mean usually yeah so usually are they forfeiting well now that i said it out loud are they forfeiting their can they get their deposit back if they waived their contingency but they don't get approved for the loan no so so it's not an automatic. So nothing is an automatic. It's not like automatically your deposit goes to the seller. But so, because, mo- well, and I say, I guess technically, you just have no legal right to fight for it anymore. Um, 
because what will happen is buyer and seller will say, oh my gosh, for some reason we weren't able to get this loan, like God forbid something happened, it was somebody, some medical incident or somebody, you know, lost their job unexpectedly, like those are the, the mm-hmm. major, major mm-hmm. things that could happen that would keep you from getting your... You buy a brand new car. Yeah, you didn't know to <laughs> not buy a brand new car. So you're, those are the major things. And most often, buyer and seller would come together, reasonable minds prevail or level heads prevail and mm-hmm. say, all right, this was no intention of the buyer. Like, they didn't intend to get into a car accident. They didn't know that they were going to lose yeah. their job. So let's not be jerks. Let's work out something with the deposit. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be compensated for my time as a seller that I was off market and not selling to somebody else. Yeah. And now I have future moving plans that I have to pay expenses for. Mm-hmm. But in theory... If you've waived your mortgage contingency and you've represented to the seller that you can pay for this house cash in some type of cash terms and you can't follow through on that mm-hmm. and you can't get a mortgage, yeah. Your your money is no longer your own. I mean, if they want if they want to, they're taking out their entire deposit. Yeah. And there's that's I mean, if you sign a purchase and sales agreement, it will say, you know, if buyer defaults um, from this transaction or from these, you know, from these terms that we're going to put into this 20-page contract, if you default, the deposit in some cases will automatically go to the seller. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that happen, you know, because I do all the deposits for Boston Connect Real Estate here. And um, and I'm, I'm the one who is receiving the release forms mm-hmm. that are signed. I'm the one who are getting you know, emails from attorneys and, and documents from attorneys saying this is how the money should be dispersed. Because sometimes it is, you know, we'll just split down the middle and whatever. Um, or it's no, it's all going back to the seller. It's all going back to the buyer. Um, you know, it's all situational. Um, but I sometimes always get the scoop and say, what are you laughing? What are you smiling? Premier at? Restoration Hi. is giving us a wave. Hi. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting, but you know what? It just popped into my head, and maybe this is definitely a question for Jasmine. So, Jasmine, if you're listening, um, I I'm curious to know, like, what if you did get into an accident and you like totaled your car and you had to buy a new car, and now your debt to income ratio is higher, but you're t- in the process. Like, what's what's the process of? I bet she would tell you not to buy a new car. So she'd say, like, okay, you ha- you have to rent. But wait, but rent a car. Yeah, people, car rentals, that's a service. Enterprise? Yeah. Avis? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, but I'm like, how long, do, like, at what point in the process would you have to do that? What if you're, like, what if it was just me? You know, I haven't, I don't have an accepted offer on something, but am well, I supposed to rent a car until I get one? Because that might be a while. <laughs> well, yeah. So I guess it would depend on where you are within the transactional period. If you are under contract or if you're still looking um, and how much money you're spending. So yeah. so if you, and when I say real estate is an intimate relationship, it really is. So everybody that you choose to be involved with as, as a buyer or a seller, your agent, your attorney, your lender, it's an intimate relationship. And you want to look at it like that. I want to know 
you know, when you're going to go buy, like, if you got into a car accident, I want to know about it. Yeah. Because I want to talk to your lender and be like, okay, I'll well, be hey, calling you before my insurance company. <laughs> yeah. Like, let, let me know. I mean, one time I was the first call when somebody was literally on the hot, on the way to the hospital to have a baby. And I was like, why are you calling me? They were like, well, we're closing in a couple of days. And I was like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll call figure some, it out. Call your I'll, mom. I'll bring you the documents. Thanks for letting me know. I'm so excited for you. Um, <laughs> It's but, a boy or a girl. Yeah. But, <laughs> Name but, it after me. But Either is, way. It's an intimate relationship that you want to um, have trust. And, I mean, they are they are intimately involved in your fi- finances at that point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Where were we going with that? I'm not sure. But if you have any questions for us, 781-837-4900 is the number <laughs> to George at the studio. Um, and we are live on Facebook everywhere. So if you follow Boston Connect Real Estate or McNamara Broker Team or you're part of any of the Connect pages down here on the South Shore, um, you can see us. Hi, we're waving. Hello. Somebody talk to us. Um, <clears throat> what are you pointing at? So it's funny. Within, within our um, agenda, talking about waving contingencies, We've talked about this, um, and there's a quote in here that many people believe when you waive your mortgage contingency, and I've just dispelled all of that. When you waive your mortgage contingency, it is a cash deal. That is not correct. Yeah. The the terms, just because you waived it, that is not correct. You can you still um, have the opportunity to go for a mortgage. Um, of course, your agent needs to be communicating that to the other agent and, and seller and buyer should be aware of what all of the terms are, but that's just conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, many, many times if you're waiving a mortgage contingency, it is not necessarily cash. It is cash terms and the buyer is still looking to get a mortgage. Yeah. Um, so they, there still is an appraisal that's going to happen. That's important because mm-hmm. we can get into waiving appraisal contingencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. We'll then do that. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> well, then move well, into it. Move into it. So when, so along, and this is re- the reason why um, some people will look at that mortgage con- mortgage contingency and say, "Oh, that's awesome! I don't have to worry about an appraisal." Not necessarily. So if you're if you have a waived mortgage contingency but with cash terms, there's still an appraisal involved, um, and you can still counter to that you can still have a mortgage contingency but waive your appraisal contingencies uh-huh. yeah so there's there's multiple different ways or protections within your offer and the way that you write it that you have um flex as a buyer you have manipulation over within reason mm-hmm. um and ability to kind of tweak um and make better or make more appealing to the seller if that's the route that you want to go down. Again, every time you waive a contingency, you're losing protections. You're you're potentially risking money. Okay, so you waive your appraisal contingency. The house does not appraise for what you are purchasing it for. What happens? So if you technically, if you have the money, when your lender will know this, if you have the funds to come up with the difference in that appraisal amount, even if it isn't explicitly written in the offer... You, you could potentially be on the hook for whatever that appraisal difference is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're representing that, okay, so I've waived, I don't care if it appraises. So I, the house is on the market for 500000 and I'm going to offer five fifty, and I'm waiving my appraisal contingency. Mm-hmm. So um, appraisal comes in, it's five twenty five. What happens with that difference? So by representing to the seller that you're, you've waived your appraisal contingency, you're essentially saying, I will make up the difference between that five hundred and five twenty five. So I'm- In cash. So, well, not even five twenty-five. So, so it's five twenty-five and five fifty mm-hmm. because my offer is five fifty. Mm-hmm. My appraisal came in at twenty-five thousand. So I need to come up with the difference. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be cash. It can be the way that you manipulate the loan. 
Mm-hmm. So you can go for a higher loan amount mm-hmm. um, and then put some cash down or you could put all cash down. But you are representing to them that you can make up that difference or you you can and you are willing to. That's yeah. the big key. Yeah. You can and you are willing to make up the difference in that appraisal amount no matter kind of what it comes in at. Oftentimes we don't see like a full waiver of the appraisal. Mm-hmm. We see waiver up to a certain point, right? So right. maybe my offer was $100,000 over asking, but I'm only willing to make up, you know, a 50 in appraisal. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. I, so I can put certain stipulations mm-hmm. um, or, you know, if a house... The same scenario if a house is on the market for 500 i offered 525 i can say you know i will um buyer will cover any appraisal gap up to twenty five thousand dollars because now i'm covering from my 500 to 525 and what that um, what that prevents from happening is if the property came in at 725 or no not seven <laughs> 475 <laughs> 475 it prevents my buyer from being responsible for making up a difference even below the asking price. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get very, very tricky. Creative. Not, so, not a tr- so it's a tricky contingency is yeah. what I really should be saying. It's a tricky contingency, but you can get very creative with the language and how you write it um, and how, you know, it's, is it protecting, protecting you a little bit? Is it protecting you a lot? Or is it not protecting you at all? Mm-hmm. Well, let's not give away all our secrets. Oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> oh, did we talk about transparency here? <laughs> we did At talk about transparency. Yeah, we were talking At about transparency. T- I was being transparent about getting a rejection today, and I almost cried better on are, air. I've been crying better, all day. Better things are on the horizon. Better things are on the horizon, but congratulations to the winner. <laughs> but I feel sorry for the other 29 you know people they, in my position. They, they, it, <clears throat> it might be house number 20 for them. So maybe yeah. they've gone through this rigmarole and they're just tired and they're like, hey, you know, I waived all of the contingencies. Yeah. Maybe that's what they did. Who knows? Yeah. And that is what we call a silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel right now. I'm just like, I <laughs> I just want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> well, I feel, like, I feel like I came in here like a broken record. I was like, Mel, you can only do what you can do. I know. You, I, like you know what? Honestly, I've gotten every cliche today <laughs> between um, you and uh, Kristen and Matt even called me earlier to talk about he had a fantastic listing in Plymouth um, that he got multiple offers on and you know, he was talking to me about it and he's like, what are you doing? You sound distracted. And I was like, I'm trying to write an offer. And he's like, oh, hold on. Where is it? What are we doing? And I, you know, I sort of bounced some ideas off of him. And so um, I told him that it did not get accepted. And he said, good, it's not your house. And I said, okay. That's that's very Matt. It's very Matt. Like I got every cliche except for Matt. <laughs> that's like it's not your house, you know. Yep. So um, move on, carry on. Next, yeah. move on, carry on. Next. That's what he would do to a bad boyfriend. Next, bad house. Next. Yeah. Next. Yeah, I'm all set with you. Just yeah. <laughs> what I say <laughs> in my head. I'm not that mean to people's face. Um, <laughs> But yeah, okay. We we have ten minutes left. So, uh, what other is there another contingency that you really want to sort of focus on before we start talking about? I'm sure you have buyers that you want to talk about in search of. But um, <laughs> you looked at me like mm. I just looked at you because I was like I have too many. Like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't name at this point. Um, but so w- along with 
appraisal contingencies. So the number one, so it's one of actually the first contingencies that we see kind of being played around with, even more so than home inspections sometimes. Um, and the reason for that is because w when you're in a multiple offer situation, you know, you, you're looking at it at baseline and saying, all right, what I have the house on the market for is what I believe as a listing agent the value is. But whatever a buyer gives me over that is what they mm -hmm. believe the value is. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't be held responsible for them paying over asking, right? Right. So when you're waiving that appraisal contingency, and this is just reality, um, to, the, to the bank, if a property does not appraise for what you are paying for it, you are technically overpaying for the house. Does that matter if it's your long-term house, if it's the house that you're going to be living in for 20, 30, 50 years and you're looking mm -hmm. at it in the long-term perspective? Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much. But if you're looking at it in the short term, mm -hmm. um, if you're looking at it from maybe this is the starter house, which is why we're very focused on you about not paying more right. than the house is worth because mm -hmm. it is a shorter-term investment um, potentially and or you, know, you want to have equity to use for the next house. Right. That's, that's the, that's the long-term game. Um, it's not beneficial to you to be waiving this appraisal contingency and it's not beneficial for you to be paying over like a significant amount over asking that the property is not necessarily going to appraise at. Mm -hmm. That's my two, two cents on that one. Well, and we had this conversation over the weekend when we were talking about the house that I put an offer in at, in, like I said earlier tonight, I put my offer in where I felt the value of the house was. Um, the listing agent put the, the house on the market where sort of the market sort of said where the value was. I, I agreed with that value. I did go over asking. I didn't go grossly over asking because I just didn't see the value. Mm -hmm. um, not that it wasn't a wonderful house. I mean, it, it's a great house. and But like I said, it had to make sense to me financially. Mm -hmm. And I felt like so the, the, the possibility of waiving um, the appraisal was not because we kept saying, would it appraise for that number? Would it appraise for... Like, I didn't want to put in an offer that I f was going to have to feel that repercussion of the property not appraising and I would have to come up with the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I would I would be representing that I could come up with it and it just wasn't going to make financial sense to me yeah. um, for that property. Yeah. You know, who knows? I surprised myself. Yeah. So I might surprise myself another we time. One but contingency out of here. One contingency out of here. No, Please, no, I don't no. want to get eliminated a contingency for every offer I put in because then I'd be left with what? Nothing. Please, just here's a bunch of cash. <laughs> just take it. Um, just give me a house. Although uh, that might be a, a bad, or it might be a good thing to to have just to have so, so much, much money cash. that I'm just like, yeah, just throw it at yeah, somebody. Just, I don't um, think they allow you to show up with a briefcase of money anymore. So. No, they don't. We, yeah. uh, as somebody who Math deposits money? money for a, a real estate company, I cannot accept cash, <laughs> okay? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Um, but yeah, it it is very, I feel like that is a very impactful contingency to waive. Mm -hmm. It's sort of saying, yeah, I have... I have this cash to make up the difference, and if you don't, sort of, what's the repercussion of, of that? I mean, I don't think that you can waive the contingency if you don't actually have the cash to do yeah. it. Yeah. So again, if you're if you're communicating with your lender pretty pretty frequently, and your agent would be communicating on your behalf and saying, okay, well, what would happen? So this is this is how far over asking we're willing yeah. to go. 
what so uh, you know next thing is to attack the appraisal amount we think it could appraise at x maybe we're at y mm-hmm. um you know wh- how could we bridge that gap what does it look like for them what is the yeah. cash out of pocket what is the actual monthly payment because it is really really important when you're talking about appraisal gap coverage that you're not don't just think in the terms of cash mm-hmm. because it's not if you're if you're twenty thousand dollars, you know that's your appraisal gap mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's twenty thousand dollars out of cash pocket. You could yeah. you can do different things within the mortgage itself to um, yeah. Allow and for that. I think in my position, I could have gone higher with my number. However, I didn't think. I had to think about the the what would happen if it didn't appraise, and that would be something financial for me. So I had to make a financial decision. It, it you know, I wasn't offering a million dollars on a property, but it had I offered a million dollars and it didn't appraise for a million dollars, you know, I I would have to sort of. I put myself in a position that I probably wouldn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And I I had and I had that conversation openly with you guys in the middle everyone's sitting on the living room floor cuz you know there's no furniture in it so we're all sitting there like powwow and I'm like this is exactly how it would be if I owned this house because right now I don't own a couch. Um but you know these these are conversations that buyers are having with themselves um and yeah. you know if you waive it if you can if you feel comfortable and you don't if you can't and that's just sort of being transparent and also dep- and i mean every agent will say this you know it it very much yes comps are a thing yes value is a thing mm-hmm. but at the end of the day what is the value of the house to you? I literally just had this happen with a buyer where I told them I actually didn't believe in the value of the house. Like mm-hmm. even when it was listed mm-hmm. before, I was like, you know what, a good day, maybe yeah. I could stretch it. Like I just actually think we're probably pretty overpriced here. Yeah. They still made an offer mm-hmm. and, and, the, and we ended up getting it accepted and they, they love the house. And for them, the value is in, I don't want to look anymore. I don't want to make this commute anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be here for 15 to 20 years mm-hmm. minimally. Like mm-hmm. the value is in what it means to them and not necessarily what it meant to me. So I gave you my opinion. Here's where we're at. Now, how do we structure the offer to to be best suited for you right. going, like going mm-hmm. forward and what the, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, and I am not there yet. Well, I was just saying for, for them, for them, that's yeah. where they were at. Mm-hmm. And, that's that that's all we're in it for at the end of the day right is just to help people get to where they need to be and make educated decisions so if mm-hmm. you're educating absolutely the buyer and the seller are in the driver's seat 110 percent of the time mm-hmm. yeah hmm. that's my well we only have a couple minutes that's left my agent do you want to do you want to highlight any anything in your business personally right now so i wish i could go through all of the wonderful buyers that we have that we have properties that we are looking for but i actually I can't. We need everything. Any, any and any, all. Any and everything. We have a buyer for every single house that is out there, mm-hmm. specifically well-qualified buyers, um, people who have been looking for a long time, people who are in positions that they really want to make. Um, they're very motivated and they really want to make these situations work. Um, but what I will say, so I'll, I'll move from a buyer to a seller. We have um, this beautiful condo on right now. So it's 595 Washington Street, Unit 4 in Pembroke. Mm-hmm. Doing open houses there Thursday, um, Saturday, and Sunday. It's um, 
Jefferson Square. So they were units built by Kevin Sealand back in 2015, 2016. Just beautiful, beautiful townhouses. They're very suburban-esque being from the city. I absolutely adore them. I think there's nothing like them in the South Shore. Um, yeah, you, it's like having a brownstone like yeah. in the heart of Pembroke. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and it's so it is in North Pembroke, so close to the highway from a commuting standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't be more than five minutes from the highway, um, and they have a, they have really out, uh, private outdoor green space mm-hmm. too, which I like. And then upstairs, you have not one, but two en suites, which I think is really nice for a lot of different demographics. It's worked wonderfully for my current sellers, and it will work wonderfully for another person. So, Do you have times yet or no? So my open houses are, so on fr- uh, Thursday, they're 4 to 6, and Saturday and Sunday, I'm 11 to 1. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Barry, for hanging out with me. Now we're going to go hang out somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, you can reach us, bostonconnect.com, 781 781- 826-8000 and we will be back on Saturday. Bye. Bye.